BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. TJ stopping at the free throw line, lobbing it up for Yoli Childs, who reaches back and hammers it home. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jerem Jordan. Welcome to Cougar Pregame Live as tonight it's a ball night. Can't wait. BYU and San Diego coming up from the Slim Jim, they call it. The Slim Jim, because it's Jenny Craig Pavilion, one of the best nicknames in sports arenas. I am Jerem Jordan. It's great to have you with us for the next hour as we get you ready for the Cougars and Toreros round two. Right now, BYU on a five-game win streak, riding the high of a 77-54 win at LMU Thursday night. In that game, the Cougars set a new school record with 18 threes, capped off by Evan Troy. Evan Troy for three. And there it is! There it is! For the first time in BYU basketball history, it's 18 threes in a game. 18 triples has never been done until tonight. The BYU three party here in L.A. That was the 15th game this season. BYU made at least 10 threes. Can you believe it? A new BYU record. And the fourth time with 17 plus. This team jacks it from deep and makes it a lot. It is fun to watch. The Cougars are the number one three-point shooting team in America at 42.4%, led by Alex Barcelo in West Coast Conference play, who is shooting a sizzling 60% from distance. Connor Harding to AB for three. Again! Six! Alex Barcelo extends his personal record, and BYU's got 17 threes on the night. Barcelo went 6 of 8 from 3. All 18 of his points came from the three-point line since January 25th. He is 18 of 24. What? How many will BYU make tonight? This just in from Greg Rubel tweeting from San Diego. Dalton Nixon, ankle, will not play tonight at San Diego. BYU coach Mark Pope tells me we're hopeful that in the next few weeks he's going to be back and ready to go. Nixon was hurt in Thursday's win at LMU. Hear more from Coach Pope in our pregame interview at the bottom of the hour. So Dalton Nixon is officially a no-go tonight. Mark Pope saying we're hopeful in the next couple of weeks that he will come back. So no Dalton Nixon. Fresh information coming down the line from San Diego. Of course, at the bottom of the hour, the absolute latest with Greg Rubel and Mark Durant from San Diego regarding the Nixon injury. And that is a big one because how does BYU replace his production? Now, statistically, he may not do as much as, say, some of the starters, but he is a guy that is drawing charges that took Eli Scott out of commission mentally in the game, defensively, does such a good job rebounding the basketball. He's been such a lights-out shooter from three as well, one of those 40% guys. And Dalton Nixon, a no-go tonight. His his ankle appeared to be uh, just in a really awkward position against the basketball stanchion late in that game on Thursday night. Our best wishes to Dalton. Uh, so the ankle is is officially injured. He is out tonight. Uh, BYU hoping in the next few weeks to get him back and ready to go. So the the bad news is Dalton Nixon is out. That was the only bad news from Thursday night. The good news, perhaps, the fact that Gavin Baxter is in the mix, has played two games, will play his third tonight. Will he continue to improve and evolve and perhaps take some of that load off defensively as a different kind of defender, but a guy that certainly provides a spark for BYU. So no Dalton Nixon tonight. We'll get the latest coming up at the bottom of the hour with Greg Rubel's pregame chat with Mark Pope coming up. Let's look at the resume for BYU right now. Net ranking of 21, meaning the Cougars are a quad one game for every single opponent they played and will play this season. How about that? Ken Palm number 14 
ESPN BPI 17, and don't forget, one week from today, Gonzaga in town. But first, Santa Clara next Thursday, and first, San Diego tonight. Tonight's a quad three game against uh, 210th ranked San Diego in the net. BYU 14 and 0 in quad three and four games. No bad losses on the resume as the NCAA tournament selection committee sees it. Can BYU continue that streak tonight against the San Diego team? Hungry to uh, pay back BYU. In the West Coast Conference, Cougars second place still. Three games behind Gonzaga by two and a half games. And a game ahead of Pacific, uh, another game ahead of Pacific and a game and a half ahead of St. Mary's at the moment. Those two are playing right now. I'll update that uh, score coming up a little bit later. Pacific won that game in quadruple overtime the first time around. Will St. Mary's pay back Pacific or will Pacific surprise everybody? and be in third place by themselves by the end of the night. A reminder, the top two seeds get a triple bye to the semifinals of the conference tournament. Gonzaga asked for this, and uh, they get it. That begins uh, the tourney less than three weeks from now. Let's get to know the foe a little bit. San Diego, 9-18 and this season, 2-10 and in league. Coming off a buzzer-beater loss to Pepperdine, where Colby Ross raced the ball up the court and hit a three to win at the buzzer. BYU leads the series history 17-6 overall, has won 4-5, but in San Diego, the Cougars won in overtime by 6 last year, lost the previous two games, meaning BYU hasn't won in regulation in the Slim Jim since 2016. It can be a tricky place to play. The Cougars are hoping for a win tonight in any fashion, and they have been playing well. On the road, the Cougars have struggled at times, but against the quad three and quad fours, they've been just fine on the road. This is the second game this season, as mentioned, between the two. BYU won 93-70 on January 16th in Provo, led by 21 points on 8 of 8 from the field with Colby Lee, the MVP chance from the Rock that night. That was fun. If you're just joining us, Dalton Nixon officially out tonight with an ankle injury. Gregor Bell tweeted that a few moments ago. We'll get the latest on Dalton Nixon and preview this matchup, bottom of the hour with Greg Rubel and Mark Durant. We'll chat with Mark in a few moments as well, but Mark Pope saying we're hopeful that in the next few weeks he's going to be back and ready to go. Certainly a big storyline with no Dalton Nixon tonight, potentially a couple of weeks. What does that mean for BYU? What does that mean for Gavin Baxter? We will discuss it with Mark Durant coming up in a couple of minutes. For more on the LMU win, San Diego tonight and the season, here's pre- here's our pregame chat with Greg Rubel with assistant coach Chris Burgess, who begins the conversation talking about Thursday night's win in L.A. We have to win in different ways every game, and we knew LMU is going to be a game of frustration, and, and they switch up their defense, they slow it down, you know, they make four or five passes, they'll sometimes pound on the, pound on the post, and so we prepare for it all week. And you can see the start of the game, our guys, you know, didn't start off well, we're missing some good shots, and... Um, we just kept at it. We fought through frustration. Uh, we did a good job on their defensive end and limited them to um, limited ma- making shots from the three. Um, I thought we did a good job on Eli Scott, their all-conference player. It's a good win. It's hard to win on the road. Um, and and a team, not many teams have gone in there and just won by 23, right, Like you know, other than maybe Gonzaga. Um, so th- it was a good win for us. We're happy to be in a spot where we're at and, 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 and where we are in the league. You guys have kind of battled to get to the break-even mark in true away games, and by beating San Diego, you'd be at 5-5. Five and five. And, and those wins, especially when it comes to the committee, they're valuable. They're very valuable. You know, we played some tough road games, you know, coming into here, obviously playing at Utah and playing at Houston and playing at Boise. And so this was, uh, you know, those games prepared us to go into LMU 
um, and, and to go into places like the Portland and, and, and come away with victories, right? And so Pacific it, even stands it, up as a pretty good win. Yeah, Pacific, they're, they're rolling, right, since, since we beat them. And, and, you know, at one point we were up 19 and, and getting that game there. So our guys, you know, sometimes they don't really look at the numbers, look at things like that. They just look at the game and we got to win. And so, man, it was, it was fun to go in there and on someone else's court and, and, and get a W. So much attention, justifiably so, on how well this team shoots the deep ball. 18 threes is a new school record. Did you always feel that this collection of guys had this in them when they got together before the season? I did because, you know, even starting in the summer we went to Italy on our European tour, we we really um, were diligent about keeping our assist opportunity numbers and, and sometimes an assist is when you make it the pass is you know we pass it we make an assist opportunity sometimes people don't count them but because the shot was missed and so you look at assist opportunities at the end of the game you're like man we had, we had 35 assist opportunities it just it just becomes contagious the way we share the ball um and then when you're shooting open shots like i, I know we made 18 i felt like we should have made 23 24 if i'm being 100 percent honest with you and so that's for the confidence i have in these guys and the way they shoot the ball and also the work they put in um but we got so many guys who, who can bury it. It's like, who do you know, when you're talking about rotating and, and who do, who do we stun at? Who do we, you know, run off the line? I don't know how you game plan with all the shooters we right. have. Right. And so then you talk about Yoli on the block, which LMU doubled rightfully. So yeah. he's such a good player. You got to pick your poison. And so if they're going to take away the low post and the, you know, the paint, then they're going to give up something. Right. And, and so every game is different. Every game's got his own identity, but it's, it must be so awesome for Yoli to go in there and just make the simple pay, play and pass it out. And, and just collect some assists or some hockey assists. And what a great illustration of contrast there. The game before, he goes for 32 because USF basically plays him straight up. Next team chooses not to do that, 18-3. Every game has its own identity. Obviously, San Francisco is very big in analytics, and they probably want to take away the three ball and give up the two, and, and Yoli goes for 32. And, and that's honestly, you know, all the teams that win championships and make tournament runs, and whether it's the conference or the NCAA tournament, they have multiple weapons, um, and I feel like we have that. I mean, Jake and Yoli, what they combined for in LMU was 18 points, and we won by 23 on the road. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's, uh, that's the sign of a great team, not a good team, a great team. And so we got to keep this going. we got to keep sharing the ball and trusting each other, trusting coach, trusting the game plan, and still continue to get stops and keep teams under 68 points, 65 points. Okay, for USD, your game planning without Dalton Nixon, yeah. such an important player for you. A tough blow for Dalton. Very tough blow. Um, he's the heart and soul of this team. He's kind of the energy bus driver. He comes up with defensive plays um, when we're stuck taking charges, um, come up a rebound, a block shot off the glass in LMU. And so you feel for him. He's a senior, um, but no one's going to feel sorry for him, right? Because he wouldn't want that. He wants, uh, he wants to uh, do the best he can to help this team any way he can from the bench. And, and guys like Gavin and Colby Lee and Zach and and even Trevanell, if we got to play small and go Connor Harding at the four, they got to step up. And and Yoli's got to Yoli's got to be a senior and, and and put even more on his shoulders in terms of the energy and effort on the defensive end. Um, you can't replace Dalt, but guys can step up and fill that role. And if anything's a motivating factor, um, looking at Dalton, who gives you everything he has every single play, doing it for him, to me that, that like. That would get me going. That gives yeah. me goosebumps just talking about it. Hopefully get him back just as soon as possible. As for San Diego, a team you beat at your place rather handily, yeah. but, man, they got some guys that when they get going, Braun Hartfield among them yeah. uh, can give you trouble. They're good. I mean, they were up 12 against Pepperdine on the road. They lost to the buzzer by a superstar and Colby Ross banging a shot. They run some good actions. They run a lot of elbow stuff, some high ball screens, some back screens. They're well coached. Um, they got Braun who can go for 20, 25, any 
any night. And they got Joey uh, Calcaterra who can bang shots. They got that Masalski a couple games ago, went for 20-plus in a double overtime win in Portland. Um, you know, obviously they've taken some losses here, but they play you tough, and they're going to run their offense. Uh, they really want to get out in transition. So if we could limit their 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 good opportunities in transition and, and try to make them force them into tough shots, if we can do well on the ball screens and be there on the catch and limit their three-point shots with Braun and, and the other shooters and Joey and number five, Finn Sullivan, we're going to be okay. But we, we got to do the same game plan in terms of bringing it on the defensive end, trying to get stops, no personnel, rebound this ball, get back in transition. And we're going to score. It's what we do. We're going to score. Uh, we're going to get open shots, and we got we got to shoot those with confidence. You're still a California kid. Good to be back in SoCal. Yeah, it's so great to be back. We were on the bus driving on the five and went right through the city of Irvine. I got up and made sure everyone knew this is, you know, I grew up a mile from. But it's awesome. The weather's, the weather's fantastic. This this place means a lot to me. It's, it's home. Coach Burgess, thank you for the time. Best of luck against the Toreros. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks to Chris and Greg for that conversation. Uh, good to have Chris Burgess back in Southern California where he grew up. He was the number one recruit in high school, uh, as, as many of you know. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives for each three-pointer BYU makes, and they've made a lot. Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. And BYU made a record, 18-3 school record, on Thursday. Can they do it again? We'll find out tonight. Coming up next, we'll head to Jenny Craig Pavilion in San Diego for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Duran. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jerem Jordan with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back. BYU and San Diego coming up at the bottom or top of the hour, rather. We'll send it to San Diego in 15 minutes for Greg Rubel and Mark Durant. So let's just chat with Mark Durant now live from Jenny Craig Pavilion in San Diego. And Mark, did you go back to the uh, Genesis Open at Riviera or was Thursday good enough? <laughs> well, Thursday was was good enough. And uh, I got to see my man Tiger. And ever since I left, apparently he's, it was a big letdown for him because he struggled <laughs> since then. But Eldridge <laughs> showed up, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, hey, listen, that was cool. You know I love golf, and I'd never been to a PGA event, and it was really cool to watch. I watched a little bit today and to say, I was standing right there on that hole, and, that you know, it was kind of neat to, to see that. But, yeah, I just won that. But then I played golf on Friday, which was way better than watching. I always prefer playing rather than watching. And uh, today was a veg day because, man, I don't know if you know this, Jerem, San Diego is really nice. I've heard that. Ron Burgundy informed me of that. It, it was it was pretty good news. This is uh, this is a game that certainly has taken a different twist. We knew that Dalton Nixon was probably not going to play in this game, but now it's official. What kind of news is that? And the fact that he could be out for a couple of weeks. That breaks my heart for Dalt. I mean, it's your senior year, and he's playing so well uh, to, to be injured, and I, I, I hurt for the team uh, because. You finally got everybody healthy again, and then the next game you, you have one of your best players go out. Dalton brings some special things to this team that they need. Uh, obviously, it's great to have the superstars, and BYU's got those, but you need to have the kind of the role player, blue-collar type guys that'll, that make everybody else better and, and help those superstars be superstars, and Dalton's one of those guys. And, he, and, and the thing most of all he brings is experience. He's smart. 
Uh, he takes so many charges, and you, you know, well, why does he take charges? Well, he knows what people are going to do. He knows what they want to do. He anticipates their moves. He gets there in time, and then he takes the charge. Uh, and he's smart on defense. He creates turnovers. So just in that second half just the other night, I think there were three possessions in a row where he got an offensive rebound, kicked it to a three-point shooter for three points, then came down and took a charge. Uh, and then came down the next one, got an offensive rebound, kicked it to an open three-point shooter. They miss. They go down and get another stop. He comes down gets another offensive rebound, kicks it to a three-point shooter. He makes it. So, I mean, that's six, eight points that either he's either taken away or getting guys extra opportunities. And so th- that really hurts. Just his leadership, his presence, his physicality, his experience. I mean, all those things you just can't replace. You know, BYU's unfortunately had experience trying to replace guys. And this is, uh, you know, one of those times where it's a good opportunity for Gavin. You're going to have to accelerate his progression back to the floor uh, and put more on his shoulders. And so hopefully by the time Dalton does get back, whether that's, you know, who knows when that will be, probably I would say not until the NCAA tournament. Um, But if you can get him back then and they're there, then hopefully Gavin will be better because of, Dalton's absence and uh, Dalton come back where he was before and that that's just the, your best case scenario at this point Dalton Nixon out for a couple of weeks uh, at the minimum it sounds like uh, with an ankle injury more on that coming up in about 10 minutes with uh, Greg Rebell with Mark Durant who we're chatting with from Jenny Craig Pavilion uh, 18 threes made on Thursday certainly a lot of momentum in that great second half there Mark how does BYU carry that over to tonight and uh, try and get a second win against San Diego this year It'll be a challenge because San Diego is one of the better three-point defending teams. I think in the last four or five games, uh, maybe since January, end of January, teams are just 16 of 80 from the three-point line against San Diego. And that, that means they're they're defending very well on the perimeter. And so that'll be a nice, you know, immovable force meets unstoppable object or whatever that is uh, because BYU is just clicking. I mean, they are shooting – they look like Jerem Jordan on Saturday Ward Ball type <laughs> heat, you know, from the three. I shoot like 20%, so, <laughs> Mark. Come on, man. <laughs> so it'll be fun to see these two these two teams play because, you know, one of those is probably going to give. And, and, and San Diego is one of those teams that will slow it down and it'll probably be ugly. And it usually is here at Jenny Craig. Uh, and it's a tough place for BYU to play historically. Uh, but all, all that combined, I, I just – you know, clearly it's not a, uh, you know, a fluke for BYU to be shooting the way they are. They've done it all year. They're consistent, you know, nine games shooting over 50%. All, all those kind of numbers just are evidenced in number one shooting team in the country. It, it, it evidence is it's not a flash in the pan type of thing. Um, the, the concern, obviously, is, you know, you have an off game, and those happen more on the road, uh, and BYU will have to find another way to win. But right now it just looks like, you got got the big mo. Keep keep shooting, uh, and if they're going to try and stop you from the three point line, just give the ball to Yo. Give him thirty for the night. Whatever you want to do, San Diego, come at us because we got other stuff that we got. And so, you know, good luck trying to guard us because we got a lot of stuff. <laughs> and and uh, so we'll see what happens. But it's it's probably going to be an uglier game, lower scoring than it was at the Merritt Center. BYU's probably not going to get to ninety or whatever they got uh, at the Merritt Center, but. Uh, and this is an interesting team. You know, I'm kind of rambling on here, Jaron, but this San Diego team only beaten Portland in conference. 
but just went on the road to Pepperdine and had a heartbreaker. Ross hit a three at the buzzer, and they had that game in hand you know, for, for a long time. So the, the question then is, how does that loss affect this team? Does it give them confidence in that, man, we had them. Pepperdine's a good team on the road. We're playing better. Or is it just rip your heart out and say, man, we are just the unluckiest team. We can't win. And, and uh, I think part of that will be reinforcing the ladder early for BYU and not, not letting San Diego get off to a good start and kind of keep that feeling that they're, they're getting better and can be competitive and win this game. And just come out, take care of business, get a little bit of a lead early, and kind of reinforce the idea that, yeah, tonight's not the night you're going to get that big win. Let's finish with this. Ken Garfonda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orem proudly present keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to the game tonight? Well, I think it's important uh, that, you know, I don't think San Diego's has let a team make more than four three-pointers in the last five or six games. And obviously, is going to beat that. But uh, I think they're going to really take away, the, try and take away the three, take away Jake and Yoli, or excuse me, Jake and TJ and Alex. I'm going to say it's going to be a big night for the great one, Yoli Childs. I think if he gets over 20 points, BYU's fine. Mm. And he uh, certainly can bounce back from a single-digit performance. That's what the game intended, right? And uh, we'll see what he has tonight. Mark, we appreciate the time, and uh, enjoy San Diego, my friend. We'll hear from you in a couple of minutes. Thanks, J-Rom. See you, man. That's Mark Durant live from Jenny Craig Pavilion in San Diego. After the break, I'll get you updated around the West Coast Conference. One game's a final. Pacific and St. Mary's playing as we speak. And the opening weekend for BYU baseball. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jerem Jordan. We're getting you ready for BYU and San Diego coming up at the top of the hour right here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you updated on some scores around the West Coast Conference. One final already, LMU at Santa Clara, 65-59. LMU beats the Broncos, a bit of an upset there. Santa Clara now 18-9, LMU 9-17. In action as we speak, Pacific at St. Mary's, a battle for third place. And the Gales up seven with 11.28 to go in the second half. The other game in the league, Gonzaga, ranked second in the country at Pepperdine. Pacific and Portland are idle. Other BYU games today, women's hoops versus Pacific earlier today in Provo. A 65-54 win for BYU. Paisley Johnson, 24 points. She made five threes. BYU baseball opened the season last night with a 7-1 non-conference win against Gonzaga and then lost today in a doubleheader against New Mexico, 2-0 and 5-4. Second-ranked men's volleyball from BYU won in a sweep at Grand Canyon last night. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez did not play. NBA All-Star Weekend, Buddy Heald moments ago just won the three-point shootout for the Sacramento Kings. Dunk contest coming up. And top 25 scores in college basketball. Just know this. Six different teams between 18 and 25 have lost. BYU's got a chance to get ranked on Monday. Coming up, we'll send you to San Diego for Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Gregor Bell. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. 
The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, Mountain America's cash bonus on balance transfers. Now, let's head back to the MoBetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Jenny Craig Pavilion on the campus of the University of San Diego. As tonight, the once again shorthanded BYU Cougars complete a two-game SoCal road swing by taking on the Toreros of San Diego. I'm your play-by-play presenter, Greg Grubel, sitting alongside my longtime broadcast partner, the former Cougar hoopster himself. It's Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, it was, well, it was fun while it lasted. BYU had its full active scholarship roster of players cleared to play and in, in uniform for a total of one game. That was Thursday night, but again, the injury bug has bitten, and the Cougars will head down the stretch run without one of their most important players. A player head coach, Mark Pope, said BYU can't lose. Well, Dalton Nixon has now been lost for a while, at least, due to an ankle injury. Hope sorry he gets back in time for a postseason run, but the Cougs' remarkable run of bad injury luck continues, even as BYU's battled into contention for a berth in the NCAA tournament. Yet again, Mark, it's time for this team, this resilient team, to rally and replace a fallen teammate. Oh, man, Greg. I mean, if BYU didn't have bad luck, they wouldn't have any luck, and that just breaks my heart because Dalton's just my kind of guy. He's my kind of player. It's not about the numbers. It's about setting screens, getting rebounds, playing defense, getting on the floor, all the glue stuff. You talk about glue guys. He is a glue guy, and he's he got experience. He knows what other teams are going to try and do. He takes the charges. He does so many things for your team, helps other guys. Most important thing he does, Greg, he makes other guys better. And if you've got a couple guys that make other guys better, man, you are really in good shape as a coach. So that, that's devastating. BYU is going to have to find a way again to replace him. The good news is you got Gavin Baxter back. This is going to be a throw. You kind of throw him in the deep end, I think, at this point and get him ready. And then so hopefully when Dalton's back, you've got two really good players, much like with Colby earlier in the year and Yoli being out and, and Gavin out. He developed a lot. And hopefully this will give a chance for Gavin to develop out mm-hmm. of necessity. Yeah. And maybe you have a better team when hopefully you get that full complement of players again if that ever happens. We hope it happens in the middle of March when it matters the most. <laughs> All right, that's Mark Durant. Coming up next, it's Mark Pope, BYU's head coach, is around the bend as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from San Diego on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Coming away live from San Diego, California, the picturesque campus at the University of San Diego for BYU at USD. The Cougars playing for a sixth straight win, while the Toreros have lost five of their last six games. USD's only two wins in league have come against these cellar-dwelling Portland Pilots. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope in our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And uh, yet again, our pregame conversation with Mark unfortunately starts with another injury note. Dalton Nixon now sidelined after being hurt late in BYU's blowout win at LMU two nights ago. Yeah, it's um, you know I feel for Dalton right now because he's uh, we, we've talked about all year long what a winner is and how he's put his heart and soul in his team and he's he's he wins us games. He makes us right on the floor and so. Not having him tonight is a huge loss, and and uh, but the guys will step up. We've stepped up over and over and over again, filling in for holes, and the guys will step up and do the same thing tonight. What's his status right now, and what do you think about his future? 
Well, he's you know he's going to take a little while for his ankle to heal. He's in a boot right now and on crutches, trying to keep it as healthy as we can. So, you know, we're hopeful that in the next few weeks he's going to be back, uh, ready to go, and it's just going to kind of be we'll take it as it goes. What do you lose without him on the floor, and what can you hope to generate with the guys who are left? Well, the, fir- the first thing we lose is his, his toughness and his winning attitude, the, the fact that he is a 100% no-agenda player, um, and he plays with so much energy and so much physicality. So on the offensive end, we lose the fact that he is one of our best ball movement guys, body and ball movement. When we get stuck, he always... Every BYU fan can see him getting a catch and turning it and racing after it to set a ball screen or slip and rolling hard and catching on the roll and finding the new guy. And he just has so much movement to our offense. So that's my biggest concern offensively. And my biggest concern defensively is he's such a, a, a stops guy, an empty possession guy in terms of coming up with charge, in terms of guarding the post and kind of having a real knack for holding his ground while tipping the ball away and keeping it alive and uh, coming up with 50-50 ball wins. So those are two areas that, that are really concerning us, and we're going to have to pick it up as a team. How much do you appeal to your guys to just that? You can all do some of the things Dalton does. Well, they've all seen him do it. They've all you know been able to watch him do it all season long, and they clearly, you know, when we say those words, I just told you a thousand different images flash in my guy's mind because they've watched it all year long. And so... We need Zach to be great and, and uh, Kobe to be great. We need Trevin Nell to step in and give us a couple minutes. And we need, uh, you know, we need Gavin to, to get comfortable as quickly as he possibly can. And we need Yoda uh, even up his intensity. And we'll all do it together as a group. And, and that's what Dalton's done for us in the past. And that's what we need to do for him here in the next week or two. If nothing else, Coach, hey, this has been your season. I mean, you've been trying to do this all year uh, in one way or another, it seems. Yeah, and these guys believe in each other, and they're playing for each other. And, you know, we've we've proven to be pretty adept at adjusting. And, um, you know, this is uh, – Dalt's actually the one guy we haven't gone without. Um, and so, you know, we went without TJ before the season started. You know, we, we managed Jake a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, Yoli, of course, and Gavin and Cove and everybody, and Zach with the broken foot. So, mm-hmm. so Dalton just felt like it was his turn. He was like, man, how come I ain't getting a couple days off? So, um, so we'll figure it out. We just got to we got to do this together, like we've done all year long. We have to do it together as a team. Yeah, you guys have won five in a row. Is there a common thread tying these wins together right now? I, I mean, I'm going to say it's our approach to every game. These guys have approached every game with so much maturity, and this is another massive test for us. You know. We're late in the season, so on any given night, you could just come and not be able to get yourself to that peak energy. And then, you know, we're in the middle of a, of a stretch where we've won five games in a row, so that can soften you up a little bit. And we're playing against a team that hasn't doesn't have a great record in the league right now, and so that can sometimes trick your attention away. And we're, you know, we're you know facing a huge week next week, and and all those things are out there to distract and trick our guys and what we've been great about so far is is understanding this is going to be the hardest game we've ever played we've done it every single night and we need to do that again tonight to have a chance to compete in this game finally a couple of quick scout notes on usb well they're really good uh this hartfield you know torched us at their place number one they're starting three really shot the ball well against us and he's uh you know, he's been averaging 20 points a game over their last five and he's really dangerous um you know, they've kind of changed the lineup a little bit. Uh, you know, gone back to zero as a starting point guard. He's a big-time athlete. Their bigs are really, really physical. Uh, they love to get in transition. 17%, 18% of their possessions are in transition. It's where they're probably the most dangerous. And 
So uh, we got a lot of things to, to, to take into account tonight to try and compete. All right, good luck against the Toreros, Coach. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Greg. That is Mark Pope in tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Jenny Craig Pavilion in San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back inside Jenny Craig Pavilion on the USD campus in San Diego. This 20-year-old venue hosting BYU for a 10th time. BYU 5-4 uh, and four here all time, but the Cougs have lost in four of their last seven trips to the so-called Slim Jim for whatever reason or reasons, this team and this venue have given BYU trouble in the past, but the Cougs simply have to get this one. Shorthanded or not, it is a true must-win to keep the polish on BYU's postseason portfolio. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you from courtside. Our statistician is BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Jerem Jordan is our studio host. Our control board operator is the great Cole Wissinger. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our BYU radio engineer tonight is the superstar, Sean Fay. And our broadcast intern is Jeffrey Carroll at BYU Radio. We are coming to you live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also heard on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app and the BYU Radio app, plus BYUcougars.com slash live radio and... BYUradio.org. You can also hear the play-by-play archives and half-by-half and highlights on the BYU Basketball Podcast as well. All right, it has been a successful, obviously, yet the somewhat star-crossed season for BYU. Personnel concerns have been constant uh, between suspensions and injuries and surgeries. Mark Pope has been shuffling the deck all season long. The latest obstacle now, the injury absence of Dalton Nixon. Hope is he gets back in time for a postseason run. But the other constant for BYU, in a good way, has been great shooting. And Mark, with still a lot of basketball left to play, we can safely say this is the best three-point shooting BYU team we've ever seen, you and I, and arguably the best long-range team in Cougar Hoops history. BYU shooting 43% from the arc and 46% in conference play. It has been really fun watching these guys. I mean, that's college basketball now is the three-point shot. And if you can do it well, you're going to be a good team. And it's hard to compete if you don't. That's It's been hard for me the past three or four or five years when I just didn't feel like BYU was living up to how, how they should. They just weren't hitting the three uh, like I would have liked to see. And it was disappointing. And, and to have them come back and now lead the country, it's pretty amazing. I played, you know, back in the day. I had got, I mean, we had good shooters. We had Andy Toulson, Marty Hawes, uh, Mark Heslip, Kevin Santiago. I mean, that, that's pretty good. 
Okay, but then you had guys like me, and that I would bring you down. I mean, that's hard to get the numbers high when you get me and Steve Schreiner. You know, it's, those numbers are going to come down. And, and then, you know, I played with uh, Nick Sanderson, who was at the at the LMU game the other night. Great shooter, Kevin Nixon, Randy Reed, Robbie Reed. I mean, and then you go to the Jimmer years and Jackson and Chase and Jonathan Tavern. I mean, there's been some good teams. But the thing that really makes this team special is they've got those really good shooters, but they, they the volume and the number and the good shots they get, it's unprecedented. To get to, to shoot that much is not, but to shoot that, that high number shooting that much is really spectacular. When teams, they know that's what you want to do, and they, they game plan for it, you're still shooting that high level is really, really cool to see. Super fun to watch. I think where BYU really needs to be is is a good three-point shooting team. You talk about the deficiencies in whatever other area you want to, but you ought to have good shooters. BYU should get good shooters. They've got them. And when T.J. Haas, Greg, T.J. Haas, one of the best three-point shooters we've ever seen, when he's your sixth leading percentage-wise guy, you kidding me? You got five guys. You got two guys over 50, which is crazy. They shoot a lot. You got three guys in the 40s, and then you got T.J. Haas. And Saxelius, who's a terrific shooter, he's, he's trailing at 34%, which is not bad. That's higher than most teams average. So really remarkable to have that. The number, that many shooters, and shooting at that percentage is really really been fun to watch. You know, there are some lesser-named teams in the country that kind of have a gimmick three-point offense. That is, they might shoot 45 a game and make 11 a game. So you, you can take and make a lot of threes if you want. But to be as good and effective and efficient as BYU is, says they're not just a one-trick pony. Rarely ever do you see a guy taking a three off the dribble, or his feet's not set and he's moving towards the basket. And, you know, he's got the got the pocket. Every once in a while, late in the clock or late at the half, TJ will throw up a crazy shot and that'll still go in. But most of the shots are open. They're in motion. They're in the offense. They're usually the second or third time they've seen that look in the in the offense because they pass up so many shots. And then they get the shot they want. That's why you have such a high percentage. All right, coming up after the break, the view from the San Diego sideline with head coach Sam Scholl of the Toreros when the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Jenny Craig Pavilion on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, tip-off of BYU and USD is now set for 8.10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7.10 here in San Diego. Cougs 9-3 in the WCC. USD is 2-10. BYU on pace for the triple bye and the two-seed in the conference tournament. Uh, San Diego's already locked into the first-round games featuring seeds 7-10 through 10 on opening night. In Las Vegas, last month in Provo, BYU won by 23. In a game, the Cougars led by 8 early before the Cougs bounced back and led by 12 at the break on the way to that 93-70 home court decision. All time, BYU's undefeated against USD in the Marriott Center. But in San Diego, much different story. 4-4 four and four in this building since joining the WCC. A short time ago, I visited on the sideline with USD head coach Sam Scholl and asked him about uh, man, what's, uh, what BYU seems to bring out in the Toreros over time. It's a great program that's coming into our building. It's a great tradition that's coming into our program with great coaches and great players, you know, through the years. And so, you know, you get excited about competing against great programs, great coaches, and great players. And and so, uh, you know, tonight's no different because all, all those things are, are coming into this building tonight. If all the results haven't been there in the last couple of weeks, would you say the play is to a level where you can maybe even be expecting more than you've gotten? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we're getting better every day. I don't know how you know, fast it's happening, but I, I really believe that you know we're, we're improving each and every day. And, and our guys, it starts with our guys' attitudes and their energy and their enthusiasm. They never once acted like losers. Uh, they come in every day trying to be better, and, and, and they're doing that. And, and we're slowly seeing, seeing some gains from that. One good way to find out if your three-point defense is for real as it looks the last couple of weeks is BYU coming into your building tonight. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I've never seen so many guys above 45% from three. And, you know, what Alex Barcelo's doing lately, shooting the basketball, and obviously what TJ can do and, and Toulson. And so you know, it's this elite elite shooting team. And, and so they're certainly going to stress our goal of trying to make keep teams under eight threes. What do you like best about your group right now? I just like how we're, how we're playing together, how we're competing on defensive end. Um, and how we're trying to make improvements offensively and trying to value the ball better and, 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 and get to spots offensively and execute better. And, and so I think, we're, we're, like I said, we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing improvements. That's not happening at probably as, as fast a rate as I would like it, but there is improvements happening, and, and, and I'm proud of our guys for that. The closing stretch uh, you've got is, uh, is quite something, isn't it, starting yeah. tonight? No, I mean, we talked about it before Pepperdine games. Our last five against the top five. And yeah. so, you know, and, and so which is for us, hey, we feel like we're playing better basketball, so let's see how how, be- how much better basketball we really are playing when you're going against the top five in the league. And so, um, you know, again, excited for the, for the opportunity to see you know where we've grown tonight. BYU let a game slip. Uh, they were up 14 at USF. It got away from them. They lose late. You guys have the 12 point lead at Pep on Thursday. Those are tough ones, right? And 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 how has been the bounce back? Just getting your guys back on the floor even yesterday, just to get that kind of uh, in the rear view. Well, our, guy, our guys have been really really dialed into our, our motto of being better. And so when we woke up on Friday morning, that was an opportunity for us to be better. You know, as much as Thursday night hurt, you know, it was a chance for us to be better to, uh, that day so that we could be better today. And, and, and again, we, we know full well the, the, the challenge that is, that's here tonight. And so, you know, our guys, uh, I think we watched, uh, watched the film, we learned, and then we quickly turned the page, you know, trying to get ourselves ready for, for, uh, for a great opponent tonight. BYU will end the regular season in Malibu. I already know how hard it is to get a result there. And you, I mean, what's Pep doing right now that makes them just so tough, especially on their own on their own floor? They're just so versatile in how they can score. Uh, Colby Ross is a, a, one of the, you know one of the many many talented guards that are in this conference. Um, they're good off ball screens, and they and then you know they're you know Edward the Edwards brothers are maybe while they're not big, they can defend inside. You know they they, they play bigger than they are, mm-hmm. and and so you know they're they're good defensively and. And, so, and they're playing together, and I think that's the biggest thing is they're a really connected team. Okay, maybe a good illustration of where this league is right now is the fact that LMU bounces back from Thursday and goes on the road and, and wins at Santa Clara today. Yeah, I mean, this, this conference is amazing. You know, it's, it's 10 great programs with 10 outstanding coaches and coaching staffs. You know, they get their guys ready to play every game, and you, and you, have, to, you, know, you have to come ready to, 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 to dictate, to be disciplined. And to not and not trying to make very many mistakes because the other opponent is going to come out with that kind of effort and, and especially tonight, you know, with Coach Pope has just done such a fantastic job in his first year with his his coaching staff and, and this team and, and so you know this is gonna be a great challenge for us tonight. Not just here, you've been around this league for a long time. Is this maybe the best it's been since you've been in the conference? I think so. I mean I thought last year it was the best it's been and I, but I, I think it's even better this year. Um, you know, it's, and, and it's only gonna keep going up and up, you know, the again because of the coaching um, that's, that's across our conference. Uh, you know the commitment that many programs are making to, to basketball being good, and, and, the, and the commitment that the conference is making. You know, to wanting the WCC to be one of the elite program or elite conferences in the country. You know, we're a top ten conference, uh, and I think it's only going to get better. Well, Coach Joel, I always appreciate your time. Thanks for it again tonight, and we'll see you in Las Vegas. Thanks, we appreciate. It.
That is USD head coach Sam Scholl bringing us to our You Be the Judge trivia question sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia query. Thursday night at LMU, T.J. Haas passed Jimmer Fredette for fourth place on BYU's all-time career minutes played list. Who are the only three players ahead of T.J. in all-time minutes played? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU and USD moments away. First up, the answer in tonight's UB the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mind. Thursday night at LMU, TJ Haas passed Jimmer Fredette for fourth place on BYU's career minutes played list, who are the only three players ahead now of TJ in the all-time minutes played category. Mark, what do you think? Well, in order to be the all-time minutes, it's probably the same list as the top scores because to be a top scorer, you've had to have played since you were a freshman and played a lot of minutes. So I'm going with Tyler Hawes. Tyler Hawes is number one in career minutes played. I'm going with Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is third. So uh, you have two of the three guys ahead of TJ. <laughs> now, the second guy, the guy in number two, uh-huh. is not a top ten scorer. But he, well, that but, but, but he filled the stat sheet. Well, those those clues are pointing directly at someone like Kyle Collinsworth. Kyle Collinsworth is the answer. Yes. Thank you for the help because I would not have gotten yeah. that. Tyler Haas, Kyle Collinsworth, Danny Ainge, and TJ is pacing such that he might end up passing his brother and be the all-time minutes played leader by the end of the year. Wouldn't that be something if the two most, uh, what do you want to say, uh, durable guys maybe in terms of uh, getting on the floor and staying there will be the two Haas brothers. Says a lot about that family. By the way, I'm number one over Terry Nashif in uh, minutes uh, color commentated this year. There's no doubt about that. And, and it, it's a runaway with Mark <laughs> in first place. All right, our closing pregame segment's coming up next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Pep Band with our national anthem. Let us now pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. All right, they're getting you set for BYU and USD. Tip off just a moments away. Mark, we hit it uh, pretty well earlier, but the Dalton Nixon injury 
gives, well, not just one guy, but a bunch of guys the chance to do a lot of the things Dalton does as one guy. Listen, you don't ever hope for that, but it can really help you sometimes. I, I never probably would have played my sophomore year, but Kevin Nixon uh, hurt himself. And, uh, and I never would have wished that on Kevin, but it helped me be a better player. And this is a chance for Gavin and uh, guys like Zach and whoever is going to fill in to, to really improve their game while Dalton's away. All right, tip-off of BYU in San Diego coming up right after this. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.